boss is here. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family, with more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast, we'll be talking about the best time of the year, the NCAA tournament. I'm Wes Chang, and I'm here with 2003 national champion Andrew Cowie. Andrew, let's get started. Syracuse having a tough little bump in the road right now, losing 5 of 7, but they're a 3 seed, they're in the south, and they're playing Western Michigan in the first round. What are your thoughts right now? Well, obviously I'm happy that they're playing in Buffalo. Uh, that's It's going to be a great crowd for us. Obviously having Connecticut and Villanova there, it's kind of like a little Big East uh, tournament yeah. in that region. So I think it's I think it's great that we're in Buffalo. Um, that gives me a lot of confidence that, that we can get through that first round, um, given the fact that we're going to have a big crowd on our hands. So I'm optimistic about getting through that first round. I'd, I'd actually prefer to play Ohio State over Dayton. I feel like that's a better matchup for us. Um, but I think that's going to be a great, that Ohio State-Dayton game is going to be a great game. Yeah, I, I look at that Ohio State game, and we were talking about this before the show, which is Aaron Kraft, who's their best guard and who Syracuse fans should be very familiar with from the 2012 NCAA tournament when Ohio State uh, knocked out Syracuse. He's not a great shooter. Right. And I think the biggest thing in that 2012 tournament was Jared Sullinger with no Fab Mello, and right. he had his way inside. Um, and I think that was really what hurt Syracuse, but they don't have the same inside game they used to. So I think um, in terms of the just st- straight shooting, I obviously think Ohio State would be the better matchup. Absolutely. And it's interesting, uh, Dayton, one of my former teammates is assistant coach there, Alan Griffin. Oh. So that would be an interesting uh, having you know him – as a coach now, go against Syracuse. Uh, so he run the scout team. He I think. definitely would be uh, t- given all the tips of how to beat the zone. So that's why I might prefer Ohio State <laughs> uh, over Dayton. But uh, then the rest of the way, obviously, it gets you know it gets interesting. Well, I think once you make it out of the first weekend and you make it to the final 16, I mean anything goes at that point. But I think if you look at Syracuse's region, they're obviously in the region with the top seed, number one Florida. Sure number one overall seed there they are the team to beat but then you look at the number two seed in the region Kansas and they have every reason to be there and I think they've had a great season Andrew Wiggins one of the best freshmen I've seen since a former teammate of yours uh, Carmelo <laughs> Anthony but they don't have Joel Embiid right he's out at least the first round with that stress fracture in his back they're not sure whether he's going to be back for that second weekend or not and 
you know, if you make it there and then you're all of a sudden you're matched up against Kansas, I, I think Syracuse has as good a shot as any. Plus, these Big 12 teams, the SEC teams, they haven't seen the zone all year. Absolutely. You know, obviously uh, playing against Kansas, a little rematch of, of the final. <laughs> And I think you're right. I think we had that issue when we were the one seed with Arenzi ha- had the back oh, issue. Yeah. And it really affected the team yeah. uh, because, you know, he came back, but then he couldn't because right. of – and when you're, ba- when you're a big man and your back is an issue, how can you really be 100%? How can you move and be uh, a, block, a good shot blocker with a, with a bad back? So I think that I was actually excited to play against Kansas, even though early on I thought Kansas was the best team. Now I think with this injury, it, it gives us um, a good chance. Florida worries me a little bit because I, I think they play a lot of zone, and, and Billy Donovan has actually reached out, I think, to Beheim a couple times of, in terms of how to uh, play a zone and defense, and I think they have a great shooter as well. Uh, so I, I, I'm a little worried. Florida worries me, but I think uh, I'd be optimistic playing against Kansas uh, if, we, if we make it that far and if they make it that far. You just mentioned that Florida has a great shooter, and they do. But you look at Syracuse, Syracuse is supposed to have a pretty good shooter of their own. Trevor Cooney, he just hasn't shot the ball well. He's shooting um, around 28 or 29% in ACC play, and those struggles continued in the ACC tournament. Their one game against NC State, he was one for six from downtown. Are you worried about Trevor Cooney? Do you think he can find a shooting touch? Um, yeah, I think with the, when you're a shooter, once you start seeing the ball go in the basket, it's like a golfer in terms of putting. Like when you when you start making a couple of putts, that gives you the con- confidence, and then the hole gets bigger. And same thing with a shooter. Um, that's why I was I really wanted the, the, them to win a couple games in the ACC tournament to yeah. get the confidence going. Because what happens is, you know, they lose on Friday, and, and in essence, you have a whole week of practice, and it just gets boring. Like oh, you, you want to play some games and and get the rhythm going. So, so then they have a whole week of just doing the same things in practice, and, and, and that can be kind of tedious. Um, so that's, you know, I, I wanted them to at least make it to Sunday. So I think he just gets, if he gets a couple games early in him, if, you know, first round, if he just gets, knocks down three or four, that starts, the confidence starts getting up there, and that's what a shooter needs is confidence. And, and it can happen. We just got to keep our fingers crossed that, he, that it gets hot. Let's take a step back now and uh, look at that NC State game that we were just talking about because Syracuse can't shoot that way in the NCAA tournament. Right. And I'm wondering if you think, is it a fluke? Because C.J. Fair had one of his worst games of the season, 3 for 15. Trevor Cooney continues to shoot the ball cold. They got good performances from Jeremy Grant, and Tyler Ennis on, in the second half really started to shoot the ball better, but he by no means shot the ball well. Is that the norm, or do you think that was a fluke? You know, that's a, I think it was a fluke. I think uh, just it just kind of all came together in terms of not the best performances uh, down there in Raleigh. So I think, or in Greensboro, I think, you know, I I'm confident that that they're gonna that CJ is not gonna have a game like that, and I'm confident that uh, that Trevor can can get a couple in him and, and get the confidence back. And I think what, what will change is if we we really. Getting t- getting Ennis to get get like a 17 point game, 19 point game, uh, really can uh, help things because then then defenders have to guard him more, they have to concentrate on on him more, and that starts to open things up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think if he if he gets 10, 12 points early in a game, a couple floaters, hits a hits a jump shot off a pick and roll, then then space opens, and that's where we have the athletic talent, Jeremy. And, and CJ to really take a guy off the dribble one-on-one and, and expose him. 
So who is your final four? I know you have a bracket in front of you right now. Uh, we've obviously talked a lot about the South region being that, that Syracuse's region, but who do you have coming out of the other regions? So my final, my bracket is completely in shambles. <laughs> Actually, I, I was talking to one of my teammates, uh, Hakeem, uh, sent me a text, and it, his text was, is your bracket as ugly as mine? Yeah. And it just seems like this year, it's so hard to, I think half of the first rounds, I don't even know who to pick. And then when you get to second and third round, it's just like any team, uh, I feel like a 14 seed could make it to the Final Four. A 12, I don't see the difference between a 4 seed and a 12 seed anymore. There's just a lot of Parody. okay, good teams, more than ever. Um, and there's not that one superior team. You know, right. Florida's supposed to be... You know, the number one overall seed is obviously supposed to be the But I could best. see Pittsburgh beating Florida. Exactly. Like, I wouldn't be shocked in the second exactly. round of Pittsburgh. I wouldn't be shocked if Kentucky beats Wichita State in right. the second round. So that's that's what's crazy. But yet, you also wouldn't be shocked if it's all chalk the whole way. Yeah. Because any that's just how the parity is. So right right now, I have I like Iowa State team um, for the East. I like the way they play. I, I like Fred Hoiberg as a coach. I think they can make a good little run in the tournament. Um Duke Louisville. I went back and forth of who was going to win that game, and I, I took Duke. I, I really like Parker. I really like Hood, and then Coach K. So, I, I, even though Patino, I don't think has ever lost an Elite Eight game. Um, Good stat. So I, I, I took Duke that one. My my West bracket. I went that's, nuts. That's that's the most difficult one to call, I think, because they have three or four really legitimate Final Four contenders there. I went I went to San Diego State. Really? <laughs> I, went, I just said really. You know what? Arizona, I haven't got to see him play as much. I'm not sure if, if Creighton can really go all the way. So I was like, I, that's my sleeper team at San Diego State, Iowa State. And then obviously with the South, you know, I, I, we always go with bias on that one. <laughs> that's fair enough. In, in that Wichita State region, I think every team there um, has flaws. Um, and I look at, I have Arizona coming out of that region, but. Um, I'm sorry, I have, going back to our conversation earlier, I have Arizona coming out of one region, but Arizona's a terrible free-throw shooting team. Right. Um, I have Louisville coming out of another one. Uh, I think the AAC um, was undervalued this year, and they have a bunch of good teams in, and I know that SMU didn't make it, but I think Louisville should have at least been a three-seed, if not a two-seed. I mean, they, they blew through the AAC tournament. Yeah. And then I have Michigan State, because uh, I think it's a trendy pick, and I understand <laughs> why, because everyone's been talking up um, how Michigan State's been injured all year. They're get they're finally healthy, and I never bet against Coach Izzo in the. Uh, that seems in, to be the, the pick of, of most people. I can tell you, I'll, I'll let you know Hakeem Warwick's picks because he told me this last night. He he went obviously with Syracuse. He went Iowa State. He liked Michigan. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, then he pick. was a, he was a Zona guy, Arizona guy. So, um, but it's it just. It, can it's you I, I you know for errors again I, I go back to the free throw shooting can a team shoot 60 percent from the line and hope to win in a close game because it, it that that to me is their achilles heel their best player aaron gordon i think he shoots in the high 40s from the free throw line like how can you win when your best player really can't be on the floor in the last two minutes yeah no i, I guess their hope is that they're going to be up there eight, <laughs> eight to twelve in most games but you're exactly right when that when that happens that's why it's that's why it's great from a syracuse perspective you know, we, Tyler is a great free throw shooter. Trevor is. Uh, Trevor's a great free throw shooter. CJ solid. CJ solid, and we Raheem have such confidence. Christmas has actually been. A, you know, he's around seventy percent now. Like he's actually a very, for especially for a big man, a very solid shooter. Absolutely, and we've seen how we've done in close games. We we have the composure. We have the ability to, uh, you know, if they start pressing us, 
with the ability to get through the press and everything like that. So that's why it gives you confidence that I don't feel like, I feel like we, there's a, any team we can beat, without a doubt. Um, and that's a, that's a good feeling to have. But the converse is? The converse <laughs> is you have a night like you did Friday night in the ACC tournament, yeah. and it just, everyone's going cold. Uh, but you think how bad we played to that. We're still in that game. We still could have won that game. How many times can your best player shoot three for 15 from the field and your team is still only losing 66 to 63? I mean, it doesn't happen that often. And it's because I think the zone has not been, as, wasn't as good as it was last year. It's I don't not. think anyone's saying yeah. that it's as good. But it's still very good. Absolutely. And it's still and it's still going to give teams who haven't seen it outside of the ACC. You know, you, you talk again about uh, a potential SEC matchup. You're talking about um, a potential Big Ten matchup in the, in the second round, or I should say the third round. <laughs> and uh, I, I think they're, they're going to make some hay. So that's your prediction? I know you got some bias, but is there like a second bracket you have in Warren Buffett's Billion dollar bracket where you, you, you I, have I can't. Else. I used to do two brackets. I can't do two brackets anymore. It's just it's too hard to you remember who what you picked, and then you're rooting for this and rooting for that. So I stick with one bracket <laughs> and just you know putting all my eggs in one basket. I have um, Syracuse in the Elite Eight. I do have I have Florida going all the way, um, but uh, I, I do have Syracuse. And Syracuse has never been to three straight Elite Eights before, and they've never been to two straight Elite Eights until the last two years. So. Um, I, I hope Syracuse fans don't get too upset <laughs> at me, uh, but I, I think an Elite Eight year, considering the slide that they've had recently, I think would be pretty solid. Absolutely. Well, well I'll take Elite Eight, but I, I, you know, I, I'm always reaching for that Final Four, so we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, well, well, we'll end on this one. What has to go right for Syracuse? to make that Final Four? I think they got to – it all comes down to scoring for them. I think if they can average, uh, you know, hit that 70-point, 65-70-point uh, mark every game, I think, uh, I think that, that's the key. If we hit those numbers, then we're going to go far. Because I'm confident in this defense. It's, it, last year's defense was, was one of the best in Ever. history. Yeah. Uh, but this is, as you say, we have a great uh, backcourt, front line. They know how to play the zone. And so it's going to be effective. Might not be effective last year, but it's still going to be very effective. Uh, so you just got to hit that 65 to 70 point uh, mark, I think. Uh, Andrew, we're right at the end of our show, your closing thoughts. My closing thoughts is uh, we had Ezra on last week, and I, I'm sure many of the podcast fans watched uh, Sunday's 30 for 30, which was obviously unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I, I talked to my parents, and they, they, there was tears, I think, sometimes in their eyes. When, <laughs> and, and you saw Beheim even get choked up in, in one of the uh, yeah. clips. And I would just suggest that he did. An, he produced another uh, documentary called Larry uh, Bird vs. Magic: A Courtship of Riot Rules for HBO. And I would strongly suggest to rent that, buy it, because it is one of the best documents documentaries I've ever seen in terms of sports. It's not only great from a basketball fan for those two, but also just from the human side of it. Uh, it is spectacular, and I would suggest all podcast fans uh, watch that. Uh, I'm actually going to have a closing thought that's very similar to yours in terms of topic. Uh, you know, again, ESPN had a 30 for 30 Requiem for a Dream, um, Requiem for the Big East, excuse me, that aired on Sunday night. And, you know, I was watching it, I was watching the screener copy, and then there's this last scene where Beheim's addressing the media in the final Big East tournament after the win over Georgetown. And uh, 
and he said, you know, he's kind of talking, and I see in the lower right-hand corner, because I'm in that room, <laughs> I see the back of my head and the back of our editor-in-chief, uh, Brad Bierman's head. So uh, I want to send another shout-out to our friend Ezra for, uh, I, I know that's not the reason why I put that clip in the documentary. Were you, were you in the film credits? I, you should have got, some, <laughs> I you got, got a special message, right? I got some pub, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I guess now that I'm famous, I'll, I'll be signing autographs uh, after the show. I can see it happening. <laughs> yeah, that and 225 will get you a ride on the subway. That's it for us. For Andrew Cowie, this is Wes Chang reminding you that I like to use I can't believe it's not butter on my toast in the morning because sometimes when I eat, I like to be incredulous. How is breakfast? Unbelievable. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time.